Hello. Discover the answer to life's most perplexing questions. Gain insight for your journey and discover how to use your pain to launch your purpose as you listen to Beauty for Ashes, a podcast with Adrian Mayfield. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. It's Adrian Mayfield here. Just going to pop on for a few minutes. There's been something that's been on my mind. I almost got beat up on the internet the other day, if that's possible. And so there were so many people who were coming against me about this topic I was talking about. So I said, let me jump on. But then I decided to wait a couple of days and just kind of let it blow over a little bit before I spoke on it. But I see that a couple of people are still talking about it. So I want to add my, my voice to the conversation. This is a good time to like, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you share with a friend. It's going to be a very interesting and uh, insightful conversation. Not necessarily something that's going to make you jump and shout and happy, but it needs to be said nonetheless. So I'm going to say it. Again, I'm Adrian Mayfield. I do have a podcast, which is called Beauty for Ashes. My website is there, adrianmayfield.com. And so I would encourage you to check out the website because there's a lot of resources there that can be a blessing to you. So I want to talk a little bit about Sierra and um, what happened. I think it was about a week ago. And so obviously, if you may have no idea what this is about and you'll see, um, you can look it up if you have no idea. But the Oscars happened a couple of weeks ago. But prior, a couple like that, I guess that Saturday, I was on IG. And so I saw this, this very popular female preacher and she had posted a video because actually what happened is Russell um, Wilson, who Sierra's married to, he's a famous uh, football player, they had gone to a prison. It was really good that, you know, they went to the prison, they ministered to the prison and there was over 300 prisoners there. And I think that someone said like over 25 of those prisoners actually um, accepted Jesus so they got saved so that's really exciting so anyway this preacher makes this female preacher makes this post about it she has a video and she's almost near tears and she's like oh this is so beautiful oh my god oh my god oh my god you know, this, is, this is beautiful that this is happening you know Sierra and Wilson, Russell ministering together and I'm like yeah that is nice but then I was so in the comments I said but is Sierra still affiliated with Summer Walker because Summer Walker a couple weeks prior to that had posted a picture of her altar which was a demonic altar. It was not a godly altar. And it had really, I mean, to me, it looks spooky, but it's seeming that the more people get involved in supernatural activities, the more that it's just like, well, this is normal. This is becoming the new normal, but it should never become the new normal. But anyway, she posted a picture of her altar. And I remember that Sierra had a prayer, I think, on one of her albums. And I know they were friends. They did a song together. So I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And so, of course, the first thing people say to you when you ask any question about someone aligning their lives and bearing the fruit that we're supposed to bear as Christians, everybody's like, you're judging, stop judging, stop judging. So I immediately, because I don't follow her, so I went over to her IG. Well, I go over to her IG and I see all these pictures that are very, you know, I was like, I never knew she was a model. I always knew her as a singer. You know, and back when I wasn't, you know, saved. I used to go out to the club and dance and stuff and I would listen to her music and she made some really good music. And I always remember that she was really good at dancing. So I went to her site and I like, I'm just scrolling through the site and I'm seeing all of these pictures where she's like, really, really, really like barely dressed. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. This doesn't match because I know that Russell Wilson's always talked about his faith. He's always talked about a Christian being a Christian. And I remember when they were dating, they talked about she talked about it was kind of difficult because, you know, he wanted to be remain abstinent 
you know, while they were dating before they got married. And she's like, this is kind of weird. I, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, do anything before we get married. But, you know, they agreed and they say that they didn't. And so I'm looking, I'm like, but people are saying she's a Christian in these comments, but this attire is not matching. And so something's, something's not adding up here. And so I went in the comments and I said, okay, first of all, is she still, has she, like, has she broke her affiliation with Summer Walker since Summer Walker is basically letting us know that she's practicing witchcraft by showing us her altar boldly on YG. So people started attacking me. You're just judging her. Who are you to say this? What are you, who do you think you are? God probably says the same thing about you. You're not perfect. You can't judge, you know, the same, it's always the same thing. Who are you to judge? You're not supposed to judge. When the Bible doesn't say that we aren't to judge, it says we're to judge with righteous judgment. Okay. And when I tell you what the Bible says, I'm not judging you anyway. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The Bible is the one who's judging you. So anyway, I was like, so I'm sitting here. So then the female preacher who's posted was, she jumps in the conversation. She's like, well, I'm just glad she was on here. I'm just glad that these men found Jesus. And as long as she spends time with God, God will change her. God will do the necessary changes. And, you know, you don't, you shouldn't be saying this. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a preacher of the gospel. So our responsibility as pre, as God, as ministers, and all of us are ministers, whether you call believe, whether you're a pastor or whatever, you're still a minister if you're a believer, because Christ gave us the mandate to go into all the world and make disciples. So that means all of us are responsible for going out and telling people about the gospel, telling people about the good news, and telling people about Jesus, not just preachers. And so I told her, so she was like, so then she wrote back and she told then, you know, they're just coming at me like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? You talking about Sierra? She can, she say, we, that's what y'all always do. Chew up people. She's not, how do you know this is not old stuff anyway? And I'm looking like, this is not, oh, she just posted these pictures, but I'm like, okay, whatever. At the end of the day, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? The Bible also says that we're not to call evil good and good evil. The Bible also says that we're not to have anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. The Bible also says, come out from among them and be separate. So we all had a life pre-Christ. I had a life. I just told you, I used to go out. I used to do a lot of dancing. I used to love to dance. And I used to go to the club all the time. And I would dance from the time the club opened to the time the club closed. And so, I mean, we all had a life before Christ. But after Christ, the Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. Behold, the old has passed away, the new has come. So part of the problem is that people want to say they're believers, they want to say they're Christians when it's, you know, when it's convenient. I know someone, one of the popular Christian influencer always says, everybody wants to be a Christian until it gets biblical. So people want to go on to award shows and say, first, I want to give, give thanks to, the, to my Lord and Savior for helping me, you know, make the song Big Booty, Big Booty Girls popular. Well, sir. Um, I can, I can pretty much assure you that God was not the inspiration behind your song, Big Booty Girls. And I just made that up, but that's the kind of thing you see. You see these rappers making these songs about, you know, gang banging and drugging and sleeping with women. And then they get on the war show and say they first want to give honor to God. Well, God is not the one that's authoring these songs that you're making. So, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. And so there's this mixture, there's this carnality and it's getting pretty bad. And so some of you may not be familiar, but Sierra used to have a song called Goodies. And I, I used to dance to this song. I thought about it the other day when I saw the pictures. I used to dance to this song. And it says, I bet you want the goodies. I bet you thought about it. 
got you all hot and bothered. You mad because I talk about it. If you're looking for the goodies, keep on looking because they stay in the jar. And so that's basically what she was saying is like people who look at her or want to sleep with her, that they, they, her goodies stay in the jar. And so that's why I made the title, Do her, Should Her Goodies Remain in the Jar? For those of you who was like, what in the world is this title? What's this about? But if you were ever familiar with her before, you know, Russell Wilson and before Future, then you would be aware of that. But anyway, as I said, when we come to Christ, we're supposed to be a new creation. So this is the problem. If you're in the world, you don't not saying you know Jesus. You're not saying you you're not saying you're saved. You're not the people that I'm referring this to. I'm referring this to people who say they love Jesus, who say they belong to Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be different. Your life before you knew Jesus is not supposed to be the same as your life after Jesus. The Bible says to bear fruits worthy of repentance, which means that if you have truly repented, if you've truly turned, if you've truly made Jesus Lord of your life. You should look different than you looked before. People should say, you know what? There's something different about her. There's something different about him. There should be a difference between the pre-Jesus you and the post-Jesus you. And so that's the problem. That's the problem I had in the comments. I told a lady, and then the female pastor, I told you, she wrote a comment back to me. Then she wrote another one, and she was like, well, you know, if she keeps spending time with God, she's going to change. She's going to become, she'll, you know, the more time she spends with God, the more time she'll be like God. I mean, she's just writing all the stuff and she said, and as for her twerking, that don't bother me none. That don't bother her none. I, and so, I mean, I wasn't trying to necessarily go back and forth in the comments, but when she said that don't bother her none, I was like, well, ma'am, it should. You're a preacher of the gospel. Now, if you want to be in the world and do what everybody else is doing, that's fine. But as far as being a preacher, you're supposed to be upholding the standard, God's holy standard of the Bible. So it should bother you that she's twerking publicly if she's doing that and wearing these uh clothes well not really clothes or showing off her body that should bother you because it's not setting a good example for young girls who are looking up to her for people who who are trying to figure out what it looks like to be a christian that's not what it looks like the bible says come out from among them and be separate right and it also condemns us if we call good evil and evil good so i don't know what's going on with these preachers and who are like now, you know, skating this line, this very thin line of saying that things are popular and going along just because it's popular in the culture and saying the opposite of what the Bible, the Bible says. But I really wish <laughs> that they would pick a side and choose because even Jesus said, I would rather you be hot or cold. Otherwise, if you lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. So either be for me or be for the devil, but just pick a side. Stop trying to play both sides. So I'm not sure why a lot of these preachers want to be celebrities and want to be in the good graces of these celebrities and want to pray that God will bless and anoint people before they're about to do demonic rituals on stages. I'm not sure where this is coming from, except that it's coming from the kingdom of darkness. Because as I always tell you guys, remember, there's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There's only two voices. There's God's voice and there's the devil's voice. And your flesh does have a voice. You have a voice. But that voice still has to ally, to ally itself with one voice. Either it's doing what the Bible says, which is God's voice, or it's doing what the enemy would say. There's only two kings, only two voices. So we shouldn't really be confused. So anyway, we talked about, I'm going to give you five scriptures and then I'm going to go because I'm already at 10 minutes. Like that went by really fast. But therefore, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. We talked about that. The old has passed away. The new has come. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anybody's watching, 
put it in the comments. If you watch later and it's not there, please add it to add the scriptures to the comments. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now, the next scripture, which some of you may not have known is in the Bible, is Proverbs eleven twenty two. Proverbs eleven twenty two says, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who has no discretion. What is this scripture telling us? If you see, a, what do pigs do? Pigs play in dirt. They eat slop. They're nasty. They're dirty animals, right? And so they're indiscriminate about whatever they do. So if they see a, a diamond ring worth $8 billion, they'll just rub their nose over that the same as they would a rock or a piece of dirt. And so that's what this scripture is telling us. A beautiful woman with no discretion is just like this, just like a pig with a gold ring. It's like, what's the value of it? Because having discretion, being honorable, being godly, being chaste, all of these are things that make, that give a woman true beauty. That's Proverbs eleven twenty two. Proverbs 31, 25, this is from the Proverbs 31, the very famous chapter that people always talk about, about the, um, about the excellent wife. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She smiles at the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. And this is telling us again about the qualities that women should aspire to. Strength and dignity being strong, being secure. And, and once you do that, you can smile at your future. You can know that your future is secure. Next one is Deuteronomy 22.5. Deuteronomy 22.5. And I think I'm going to have to look that one up because it looks like I put the same scripture twice. Let's see. My Bible looks a mess, guys. 22.5. Look at it. It's all falling apart in sections, <laughs> but it's still here. That means if your Bible's in bad shape, it means you aren't. If you're in good shape and your Bible isn't, that's a problem. So Deuteronomy 22, 5 says, a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment for all who do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. So we have an answer already there for this cross-dressing that we're seeing happen a lot. <laughs> In our, in our common society. And Deuteronomy 22, 5 speaks to that. All right. 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4. 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4. says, let not your adornment be merely outward, arranging your hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. But rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So this isn't saying that you can't ever wear beautiful things that you can't do your eyelashes or, you know, do your hair and that you aren't, that you're not supposed to look beautiful. Of course, you're supposed to look beautiful. Of course, you're supposed to look beautiful, right? But the Bible is saying that shouldn't be the only thing that you focus on. Your, your, your entire focus as a woman shouldn't be trying to attract men and trying to create, trying to look in a way that makes people lust over you and dropping your shirt down a little lower and making sure you can see how, you know, putting holes in your clothes. We're in positions where you know people will see that it will tempt people and it'll show certain parts of your flesh. That's not to be your thing. Your beauty is supposed to come from the fact that you are obedient to God, that you have a beautiful spirit, that you're respectful, that you're honorable. These are the things that make a woman beautiful. Not necessarily just having on eyeshadow or eyelashes or mascara or these, these things. All right, last scripture is 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10. 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10. It says, in like manner also women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, 
but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Again, he's not telling us, Paul's not telling us here that we can't be beautiful. He's not telling us that we can't wear makeup or any of those things. What he's saying is there should be more you have to offer than just putting some padding in your butt or putting on makeup or mascara. You should be able to offer something else. You should be a one who loves God, who can be a woman who's wis who has wisdom, and the Bible also talks about how the older women are supposed to teach the younger women. But you see the reverse happening now. You see the younger women leading the way in doing things that they shouldn't necessarily be doing. And the old people are upholding it or aren't saying anything. The older women have to begin to rise up and say, we need to set a different standard, guys. This isn't right. If you say you belong to Jesus, if you say that God is your, God is your father and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you ought to look different. You shouldn't wear what the world wears. You shouldn't go where the world goes. You shouldn't talk like the world talks. We are called to be different. The Bible, again, tells us to come out from among them and be separate. God expects that of us, not only of Sierra, but he expects that of, that of all of us. So I didn't come on here tonight to bash her. We're going to actually pray for her as well as ourselves at the end of this live. But I did come on here because I don't want people to get confused. People, because when we uphold these celebrities and put them on platforms and they say, oh, I accepted Jesus. Oh, I accepted Jesus. And then we begin to push them out like people did with Kanye and with other celebrities. Then other people who are looking at them begin to think this is the standard. This is how we are to behave. This is how we, these are the things we can do. And it's just not the case. Ultimately, Jesus was the only perfect man that ever lived. He is our standard. The Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God, but it also says that we are called to be holy as God is holy. And so God has set a holy standard for us. God has given us his, this book to tell us how we are to live. And I've just given you four or five scriptures that tell you that a woman should be a woman who is decent, who is respectful, and whose beauty should come from something more than how much skin she can show when she goes around. So guys, be careful. I'm not, I'm a woman. So I feel like I can speak to women without people saying, well, why are you always talking about women? Because I'm a woman. And I want to, I want to begin to raise the bar. I want to begin to raise the standard so that we can begin to be women of modesty, women who are clothed in dignity and honor and bring back respect to women again. Because I'm tired of seeing young girls idolize women who are calling themselves the B word, who are naked, who are talking about how much sex they've had, who talking about all these, all these different activities that they do in the bed, and we're upholding that, and we got our young girls twerking and doing all of this stuff. It's not right. God is not pleased by it. And so, as an older woman now, who is going, who is heading into the, what do you call it, the second. I'm almost 50, so I'll be 49 this year. So it's that almost half a century. Then it's time for me as well as some of the other women to begin to stand up and raise the holy standard again. To say, this isn't appropriate. We love you. We're not trying to bash you. We're not trying to isolate you. But we are saying that there is a holy standard. And we've got to begin to lift that standard again so that young girls can look and know that there's a standard that God does love them, but they don't have to show their body to be loved. They don't have to twerk and drop it like it's hot in order to be loved, but they can love God. They can love their husbands. They can manage their homes and God can be blessed and glorified through their lives. So I hope that you'll share this with other women. I hope that someone will come into the lives of many of these celebrities who aren't 
and that they won't idolize them. I think that's a big problem is that so many of these celebrity pastors and people who are known popular pastors, they idolize celebrities. They want to be like them. They want to be invited to their parties. They want to be, they want them to be impressed and pay attention to them so they can't properly disciple them. And that's a big, big problem. So I'm praying. I mean, I don't know if it's, it'll be me. If it's me, I'm willing. If it's not me, I pray that it's someone else who hold, who is holy, who is righteous, but who is loving and who is merciful, but who is bold enough and courageous enough to come into the lives of some of these women who are currently following darkness and tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ so they'll be turned to the light. That's our responsibility is not to idolize them. It's not to want to be like them. It's not to be jealous of them. I may not have the platform that some of these women have that are godly or ungodly, but I love Jesus. And so what I'm carrying inside of me is more valuable than someone who's made $8 billion off of CDs or records or someone who is dancing around twerking and dropping it like it's hot. And so we have to begin to change what we value and change what we, what we see as important and let our standards be God's standards and let, allow, let our lives and our belief systems align with what the Bible says and stop wavering and halting, as the Bible says, between two opinions. All right, I think I've said enough. So again, share this with women that you know need to hear it, even the ones who might not want to hear it, just share it anyway, because we've got to change the standard. We cannot continue to live before the younger women as if being naked and rapping and sleeping with as many people as you want to is the way to go. We are called to be holy. God expects it of us, and he expects the older women to begin to teach the younger women the way that they should behave. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for wisdom. And we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you have called us royalty, that you have called us a pearl of great price. And we thank you that you have called us your own. So I pray now that women's eyes will begin to come open to the truth of who they are. I speak and breathe on their identity in you, that they will begin to awaken that they will begin to arise as Deborah said she arose and that they will begin to know who they are. I speak life over their destiny. I speak truth over their purpose. I speak life into their identity. Every woman who watches now and even those who are watching and men as well, that they would know who they are in you. Father, I lift up Sierra. I lift up her life. I pray that you will begin to speak to her, that you will begin to turn her, to shift her that you will begin to use her influence for good and that you will begin to heal her heart and change her mind. Show her, Father. Show her, Father, what your word says and what how you feel about her body, her beauty, and also her marriage and her family so that she will begin to become a godly example in the way she dresses and the way that she behaves in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for everyone who is watching. I pray also for other celebrities that do not know you I pray that you will begin to raise up Jehus, that you'll begin to raise up voices, that you'll begin to raise up voices that will begin to speak into their lives, speak truth, that, that will share the gospel with them so that they will begin to turn and know you. Father, we know that there has to be a season of repentance before revival. And so we repent before you now for our idolatry. We repent for perversion. We prevent for being darkness when we're called to be light. We repent, we repent that as your church, we've not spoken truth. We've not upheld your holy standard. And we ask for your forgiveness and we pray for your mercy now.
We thank you for your mercy, Father. But we pray that you'll give us the boldness and the courage to say what you called us to say, to be your light in a dark world, to be cities that are set on a hill and that will be your salt in the earth. We will not lose our, lose our savor. We will flavor every area that we go and we will proclaim the truth that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we thank you for our lives. We thank you for our purpose. We thank you for using us to speak your truth and for entrusting us with these nuggets of wisdom. May they be received on good soil and begin to bear fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. We went well over 10 minutes, but I think it was worth it. Again, share this with people who need to watch it. Thank you for seeing. Thank you for sitting through it. God bless you and have a good night. You've been listening to the Beauty for Ashes podcast. Before you go, subscribe and leave a message with your pressing question or comment. Be sure to tell all your friends and tune in next week for another episode.